Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand. They missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platform. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed.
could listen to that whole song. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you in the 630 Chad Studios. Hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. We should have a pretty good show for you. It's brought to you by our title sponsor. This is, after all, Oilers Now. For Digitex, buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. This is Oilers Now. The Edmonton Oilers uh, last night did not go well. Uh, San Jose Sharks jumped them. Uh, Sharks had playoff intensity. The Oilers were unable to match it. Edmonton uh, drops to 12-6-2. And, and uh, only positives, maybe Leon Dreisettle, a goal and two-point performance. Same for Ga- Sam Gagne, Dreisettle leading the NHL in scoring. Bottom line, though, Edmonton lost a, a game where they had an opportunity to make a bit of a statement. Nonetheless, they went one and one on the road trip, and we are 20 games into the season. And the hockey team has a 12-6-2 record, which means, you know, prorate that over the season, and that's a 100-plus point year. Uh, lots of room for growth on this year's team. Don't know if they'll continue to have a top five power play, top five PK, but they are indeed off to a good start. We got a jam-packed show for you, and it's going to get good really early. Uh, joining us in mere moments will be Wayne Gretzky. Wayne from the Edmonton Operation. At uh, 12.35 today, NHL Network Brian Lawton, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we're going to do our quarter season report cards and then get to some of your listeners' uh, calls and texts. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion. Embers at River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us as well on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor at 780-496-0063. Straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, nothing like uh, starting the show with the great one himself. We welcome back to Oilers Now, Wayne Gretzky. Hi, Wayne. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? Uh, you know, not bad. Uh, got in late, but all good, man. When you love doing it, it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well... The old days, you would have got five and gone a six a.m. flight, went through Vancouver. It'd be a practice right now, so it's not too bad. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, actually, in the old days, Wayne, I wouldn't have been getting up at five. I would have been getting in at five. So get the record. Uh, get, get, <laughs> okay. Get the record straight here. Speaking of the record, uh, we haven't had you on since the start of the season. The team is twelve six and two to start the year. Uh, number two in the league in the power play. Number five in the league in the penalty kill. Uh, the goaltender save percentage going into last night's game was fourth in the NHL. It's been a pretty good start, hasn't it, Wayne? Yeah, I would say that uh, everyone is pleasantly surprised and very happy. Uh, I think if you look at um, the main ingredients of having a successful group, it uh, starts with work ethic and uh, a system. And from there, it goes from uh, your best players being very good night in, night out. <clears throat> and, of course, your specialty teams, for whatever reason, our pen- penalty killing has been just uh, very poor over the last couple of years. And uh, with David and his staff and, of course, Jimmy Playfair back on, on the blue line, our uh, penalty killing has just been tremendous. And they've killed off key penalties at key times of games. Uh, which is more important than really even the statistics of being fifth or fourth. 
And our power play has scored a lot of big goals in crucial situations. So <clears throat> with that, um, we've got a good, nice mix of two goaltenders that are pushing each other and both obviously very uh, unselfish with each other and pull for each other. And uh, so far it's been a nice little run here for the Edmonton Oilers and it's fun to watch. It's interesting, Wayne, last year when Miko Koskinen was splitting time with Cam Talbot, he was pretty good. Then the Oilers traded Talbot, partially contract situation to activate Andre Secker at that stage. And, uh, you know, Miko had to start 26 of the final 29 games. Do you think we're getting, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to always have a 928 save percentage, but are we getting a better indication of maybe what he can do with a little bit lessened workload? There's no question about that, that it's twofold here. Uh, one, he's not having to uh, play every single game. And for the people who are around Miko know him very well, he's a very diligent guy and he loves to practice and he loves to prepare. And when you're playing 15 out of 16 games in a row or 21 out of 23 games, uh, you don't get a lot of practice time because you need to rest. And so I think he's much more comfortable in the role that he's in right now. Uh, Consequently, he's a lot fresher. And then with that, uh, the system that the team is playing, uh, the uh, believability in the players that uh, it's important to protect our goal, and, uh, of course, um, defensively, we've been a much better team, and that helps the goaltenders. But I think both goaltenders, all in all, have been really good for us. Yeah, it, no question. And Smith has had a history of making other goaltenders better. He helped resuscitate Devin Dubnik's career uh, in Arizona. Wayne, um, you know, it, 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 you always need some guys to pop up. And I look at that defense. And, you know, Adam Larson, big loss for the hockey club, you know, plus 31 his first two years, had a tough year last year, minus 28. But Ethan Bear, what a story that is, isn't it? It's a wonderful story, and it's one of those stories that, and I'm not trying to compare him to a guy like Marty McSorley, but a lot of people weren't sure if Marty could make it, but through hard work and dedication and off-season commitment, he became an NHL player. And that's what we're seeing here with this young man that, uh, he really put the time in and the energy, uh, the work ethic, um, and he's deserved and he's earned all the accolades that he's getting right now. So we're lucky as an organization when you get a young guy like that that steps up, that not only plays, but is a huge part of the uh, integral role of the hockey club. And no question, he's been a really, really pleasant surprise. But again, uh Part of that has to do with, too, the team is playing much better as a team. And when you look and play better as a team, uh, individuals seem to stand out more and more, and that's a positive for everyone. Vice Chair of uh, the Oilers Entertainment Group, Wayne Gretzky, Bob Stoffer, joining you on Oilers Now. Wayne, uh, you mentioned you need your top guys to be your top guys. Leon Dreisettle is leading the NHL in scoring. We all know how good he is here in Edmonton. Like, I don't have to educate the fans on that. All the media are on board on how... I think some of us are surprised how good of a goal scorer he's become, but we always knew he was a really good player, and he had a chance to be special, and he's special. But I think he's finally starting to receive a bit of the notice down in the States. Do you think that's... I mean, you're down there living down there. I know you watch the NHL Network, and uh, you talk to people around the league all the time. Is he finally starting to get, you know... No disrespect intended to Connor McDavid, who's a spectacular player. And we'll talk about him in a second. But is Leon finally starting to get the the due respect uh, that maybe he should be getting? 
Well, first of all, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. He's been absolutely outstanding. He's just taken his game uh, to another, another level. And last year I thought he had a sensational year. Almost won the Rock and Richard Trophy and unfortunately missed it by just a little bit. But he came in uh, to training camp with a fresh outlook and an outlook of I'm going to be even better than I was last year. Uh, he has tremendous amount of respect from his teammates and from the organization and, of course, the fans in Edmonton to see how good of a player he really is. He's got really all facets of the game. He can take face-offs. Um, he can make plays. He's got a quick release. And, obviously, he's a big, strong horse out there. Yeah, he's starting to get the recognition down here. Obviously, guys like Connor and Ovechkin and Crosby and Patrick Kane, uh, Austin Matthews, uh, they get a lot of attention, but you're starting to hear more and more about, uh, especially Leon and Pasternak in Boston. Um, there's so many good young players, and he's definitely one of the top players in the game today, and it's all from his dedication and commitment to hard work. Wayne, you uh, you know, Peter Zosky wrote in Game of Our Lives, he used the word osmosis to talk about all those other young older players. They practice with you daily. And, you know, he inferred that that made them better. You you would say, no, they just they just kept on getting better and worked hard. But you got, you know, you and Mark Messier that were, you know, were, were such a huge integral part of the Oilers' success. And I know you never, and you treated all the players the same way. But just a thought on that relationship between Connor and, and Leon and, and how you know Connor is every bit as happy for what's going on with Leon, just as you were with Mark Messier. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, it was an interesting scenario with Mark and I because <clears throat> we didn't become really the team we became the championship team until Mark moved to the middle. I think a lot of people forget that the first few years he was an all-star left winger. Yeah. And that was great, but he became more of an important, vital part of the team uh, and the success of the team uh, when he moved in the middle. And Glenn really felt that we didn't have enough size down the middle when we played against Calgary with Joe Otto and Jim Poplinski. And, of course, if we got to the Islanders with the size of uh, uh, Brian Trottier. And for me, I always say this to people, uh, Glenn was such a smart man that Anderson, Napier, and uh, Messier used to do every drill against myself and either Semenko and Tickenman, uh and Curry. And I said, you know, one of the things about the Oilers teams and the success we had, and we had a lot of skill, no question, is that we practiced hard and we practiced every day. Um, and every single drill, uh, my line would match up against Mark's line, whether it was five-on-five defensive uh, zone coverage or five-on-five offensive zone coverage. And I always say to people, you can't help but become a better player when you're competing against one of the greatest players who's ever played in the game. So there's no question it made me a better player. And the other side of it was <laughs> we were always happy for each other. It was never... There was never I anywhere. It was always right. about uh, the success of the group. And yet we pushed each other to be better as individuals. And that's very obvious with Connor and Leon. They're best of friends, and they work hard together, and they push each other. At the end of the day, it's about winning a championship. All the individual accolades are great, uh, but the more you win, the more individual accolades you're going to get. And I think Connor understands that. And no question... 
that he's one of the greatest players we've ever seen already at a young age. Yeah, and the advantage the current Oilers have is they've got Ryan Nugent Hopkins as a second-line center option, and that allows the coaches to keep Drysaddle and McDavid together. Yeah, and that's important, too, because um, I'm a big believer you got to be strong up the middle in the National Hockey League. Yep. Uh, that means goaltendings and center. Um, <clears throat> nothing to take away from the winners because guys like Ovechkin and Austin Matthews are vital to the success of their teams. Just that the centerman, uh, obviously because of the position he plays, has more responsibilities and, and it seems to be more in the middle of the play, both offensively and defensively. You know, Wayne, officiating had nothing to do in last night's loss. San Jose was better than Edmonton. But at times, uh, I get frustrated, um, you know, with Connor because he's so good, so fast, so explosive, and it seems like there's hooks and slashes. And I don't know, you know, I guess they can't call everything. And I'm, I'm trying to think of a person who could relate to this that, you know, had people all over him and trying to defend him and trying to mark him defensively. We have you on the air. Like, you've, you've, you've been there. Now, you weren't – you downplay your physical skills in terms of your skating ability. It's funny how you never got caught from behind on a breakaway. But do you, do you, have, some, do you have some empathy for maybe what Connor goes through at times? Uh, because, you know, th- some people say, well, they miss three to four slashes, hooks, holds a game. Last night, uh, what's-his-face, Kane got a penalty shot. McDavid's had that play about four times in the last two years. It hasn't been a penalty. Is there any advice you could give to a player? Do you, and do you have some empathy for the position Connor's in there? <laughs> well, first of all, I have great empathy for him. I think it was uh, Mary Lemieux that really spoke out about hooking and holding, and uh, that really sort of changed the uh, sort of format of how we were going to play in the National Hockey League and that we were going to sort of allow the best players to compete without being hooked or held. And in uh, Connor's case, he's so unique because he's so explosive and so fast. I don't know if he gets hooked or held more or if he gets interfered with more. And you know what? When you're a young player, and my advice is to every young guy, you just got to battle through this. And at the end of the day, the National Hockey League wants the best players to be able to play to their capability. Uh, whether it's Johnny Goudreau in, in uh, Calgary or Liney in Winnipeg, uh, whether it's uh, Connor in Edmonton, the National Hockey League knows that people want to see great players be able to do what they want to do. So my advice is always the same. You just battle through it, keep your head down, and go as hard as you can, and eventually you're going to get more and more calls. And that's that would be my advice. Do you think veteran teams get veteran calls? Like you guys played the Islanders in the eighty one eighty three Cup. I thought they got some calls in those series. You know, the Oilers towards the late eighties, uh, eighty eight, maybe nineteen ninety against Boston. I think they probably got more calls in Boston because they were right. seen as the more experienced. Do you buy that? Do you believe there's a certain respect factor that comes with officials with veteran players? Um, in some some regards, they do. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it's completely like that. But I think it's human nature that uh, a guy like maybe Jonathan Taves, uh, a guy like Crosby, uh, gets a little bit more leeway only because they've been in the game for so much longer than other guys. But I don't think it's necessarily that all referees are reaching out and favoring older players. But to some degree, listen, referees are human too. And uh, at the end of the day, it is a hard game to referee, as you know, Bob. It's yep. so fast. These players are so fast today. And I was 
saying this earlier, I can't imagine our game today having only one referee. I don't. I just don't think it would work because these players are so fast. So at the end of the day, like I said, keep your nose down, battle through it. Eventually, hopefully, you get the calls. Yeah. Hey, uh, just switching focus a bit. Uh, the organization, Ken Holland, general manager, and his uh, mother passed away a couple days, and we extended our condolences on the show on that front. Uh, but Ken has got a, a structure with how he wants uh, things done. Uh, uh, Dave Tippett's got a structure with how he wants the team playing. Ken's got a process for how he wants things done. And I just talked, Wayne, to some, some of the pro scouts that were at the game last night, and they said the owners have six or seven guys that could play in the NHL that are down on their farm team right now. A little bit different philosophical approach, you think, under Ken Holland? Well, let's put it this way. Uh, we're in a pretty good situation compared to where it was three years ago. Um, there's some good young players that uh, are playing in Bakersfield, uh, we've got a really good coach down there that spent a lot of time in the National Hockey League that um, wants these kids to play and wants them to get better and wants them to play for the Edmonton Oilers. So we're all organization on the same page. We don't, we're not as thin as we were three, four, five years ago, which is a real positive. And there are good kids down there who want to work hard and want to play for the Edmonton Oilers. And the other side of it is Ken set up a philosophy and Dave Tippett and his coaching staff are 100% behind it. They're not going to rush young guys, uh, Yamamoto and Bouchard. They're going to let them sort of grow the roads. And uh, when they're ready to go, they're going to promote them. Uh, but as Kenny did in Detroit, there's no race. These kids are only 20, 21, 22. They've got a lot of games ahead of them, and they've got a long, great career ahead of them. So nobody's in a race or nobody's in a hurry. And especially when you're winning and your team is doing good, there's less urgency to have to press these young guys to sort of be promoted um, maybe a little bit too early. So that's exciting for everyone because that's what makes for a good organization for a lot of years. Wayne, one final one for you. Your name over the last 48 hours. Uh, has been linked to Hockey Canada in the Spengler Cup. Sean Burke, who uh, works for the Montreal Canadiens, was in the mix for the Oilers' GM position, uh, is the GM of that team. I believe he's reached out uh, to you to coach the team. Is there any update on that front? Yeah, there is. I talked to Sean. Um, I was pleasantly surprised when he called me. It was sort of an early Christmas gift that he asked me to be part of Team Canada. And I'm, as you know, I'm a huge believer in Team Canada. And, I thought for Tom Rennie and especially for Sean to reach out and ask me to be part of it was, uh, I felt like a kid again when I got invited to my first team Canada, I, I told Sean. Um, for me, the decision came pretty simple. Uh, Dustin and Paulina, my grandboys, they have to go over to the President's Cup in Australia. They don't get back until like December 17th and we really enjoy spending Christmas together and then they leave for Hawaii on December 26th for the Champions uh, Tournament in Hawaii. So unfortunately, I talked to Sean last night and told him that although I was uh, thrilled and happy and pleasantly surprised that he asked me, unfortunately, I couldn't do it. So I know he'll pick a great coach. Um, it's one of the oldest, or if not the oldest tournament ever. Disappointed I can't go, but I know I'll be watching the games on TV and spending time with my grandboys and uh, my own kids, so that'll be fine too. Wayne, great stuff. We appreciate your time, okay? All right, you guys take care. Nice talking to you. You bet. That is Wayne Gretzky.
Vice Chair, Oilers Entertainment Group. Well, you heard him. He gave us the update on... Uh, was that out there officially yet, Brendan? Had you seen that anywhere? Okay. No, I thought it was still up in the air based on what I'd read. Yeah. So there you so go. Girl. And uh, some interesting comments. Got to keep your head down and keep working uh, for those calls. And he concurred a little bit that some uh, you know, some of the veteran players might receive uh, a little bit more leniency. We might have seen that a bit in last night's game. We'll discuss that a little bit further. It's 12-28 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. That was Wayne Gretzky. When we come back at 12.35, Brian Lawton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.